2: Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. BTOSports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking it out to save yourself big money. BTOSports.com, all new website, mobile phone friendly, great shipping rates for international guys. So check it out. And of course, proud sponsors of Andrew Short and Justin Brayton on the BTO Sports KTM team, presented by Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Check them out, 2015 stuff now out, and uh, soon, the way this thing works, we'll see the 2016 stuff, probably early in Supercross. Uh Kenny Rockson, Ryan Dungy, just some of the guys that wear Fox, uh, we thank those guys for coming on board with us, as well as the btosports.com crew. Of course, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, because I'm the one who has the equipment. Joining me on the line, two buddies, two friends, two partners, you might say. First, my boss, RacerX online editor, Jason Wygant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, uh, uh, could, uh, um, condolences. Weej. I think another wrestler died or something the other day. So, um, another day, another wrestler died. Yeah, I just saw a fact. Fifty uh, percent of the wrestlers from WrestleMania, whatever in Pontiac, are dead. 50% of the odds that took place in that one, in that Pontiac silver. It can only be 50.
1: It cannot only be 50. I think
2: it was 50. I thought that was pretty high. No?
1: Well, I would think so, but at this point I'm surprised that any of them are alive. <laughs> also, the way these go.
2: also on the line, former German Supercross champion, former Montreal Supercross champion, former top privateer, probably the guy who's held every number in the 30s in his racing career at one point or another, the Jason Thomas.
0: What's happening? And I, I almost have all of them. Yeah, close. Yeah,
2: no, pretty close. Uh, how's things at WPS today? Pretty good. Busy. Uh, well,
0: busy and slow. Um, oh, kind of get caught go. up, but it's uh, it's holiday season, so not many people working. You know, around the country.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm working. Damn it, I'm working.
0: Well, I think always with you, that's a that's kind of a
2: relative term. Weej, thoughts on the new Star Wars trailer?
1: Uh, I would like to hook that trailer up and drive it into a ditch somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too, right into my front yard.
2: Yeah, I'd like to set up oh, my front God. yard with a big old screen.
0: Like T Bow oh, was hunt was uh, Obi Wan. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> a spank bank for JP. Yeah. That made me really Tim, happy. Tim
2: Tebow as as some sort of character from Star Wars this weekend in a in a parade on T V. So. No, he was Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan. Right. Oh,
1: sorry. More than
2: a character, he just is. Um, all right, everybody. This is the four fifty Supercross Preview Show. We would love to give you a two fifty supercross preview show. And you know, that would be a good thing to do. And it would get people excited. It would also promote the sport slash sponsors of the teams that are racing two fifty classes. But we can't do that because we have no goddamn idea who's racing which coast. In another display of just stupidity beyond belief, the media, the fans, do not know who's racing this Saturday. We don't know. So we'd love to talk about Monster and Geico and Yamalube and Rockstar, but we can't because we don't know who's racing. Good job, idiots. Good job. These teams are putting out press releases.
1: They're just not putting out press releases. Like, this. today we learned that Mickey Thompson Tires will be a sponsor of Yamalube Star Racing Yamaha. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Geico Hans PR um, right before Christmas, saying that Kevin Wyndham believed Kevin, uh, that Santa Claus is real. He knows it.
2: Um, where information like that is being pumped out, it, it, it is just amazing to me. And I and I go on this rant every year. It's so stupid. It, it, do you okay? Do you think like let's say Cooper Webb is racing west, and let's say that Mitch Payton and the Geico guys have all declared which coast are running. Um. Do you think that this gives Cooper Webb an advantage, or somebody on the other team an advantage, or do you spring it on them on Saturday morning in practice to mess with their head? Like, oh my god, I can't believe Osborne's west. Oh my god, what do I do now? I don't think I don't think that's the reason, though. I think it's a competitive reason, absolutely. No, I don't think so. What? You know, I, what's, I what's, what's the reason?
0: I think it's. Uh, to make sure that all his guys are ready in case something happens at the last minute so he has guys that are competitive and ready to go race.
2: But they're ready. They're going to be ready. I mean, well, they have been if, riding if, at the track. If you're
0: planning on racing east, you're not going to be 100% ready at, for Anaheim. I,
2: I don't think so. I don't agree. I don't think well, that's true. Okay. All right, so, like, the gate will drop, and you're not sure which gear to be in, and you don't know how to let the clutch out? Like No. It's mean, just, uh,
0: you know, a lot of these guys have training um, – plans you know there's a plan in place for to, Look, to be it, ready for it, when the season starts
2: if you get called into action on the coast that you're not supposed to be in and you underperform and you point the finger at your trainer then that's in a whole nother issue you, you, i know what you're saying i totally get what you're saying jt but i just don't think it's a huge huge deal six weeks ex, six weeks sooner to jump on and race if if there's a sudden injury i mean Look, why don't you come out and say, "Here's our West Coast, here's our East Coast," um, and then look, guys, on the East Coast, if there's an injury, I'm going to call you. So you need to be ready. You tell this to the rider in November. So yeah, but what if the injury's today? Well, whatever. You I'm, be you, ready. You be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready so to be race. ready
0: to race today. We're, although you're not racing for six more weeks.
2: We're we're telling
0: everybody yeah, what really
2: coast. Fair. We're telling everybody what coast they're riding. And you East Coast guys, you be ready because you know this sport and you know there could be injuries in a second. So you be ready. I don't yeah, see my,
0: my opinion on it is that I think it really, really benefits uh, Mitch. I think it sucks for the riders, though.
2: Well, I think it really hurts the sport and the, the interest. Nah, I, don't think, I don't think it hurts the sport. Nobody cares. Nobody cares? Oh. Not really.
0: I mean, oh. it's not affecting anything. Like, No one's going to make less or more money in this sport because they don't know who's riding which coast on that, Monday, what is, today.
2: What does making money have to do with anything? I'm just saying for... Well, that's what, it, I mean, hurts I'm, hurts what I'm talking sport. about
0: sport. I mean, that's what, you know, sport it is, hurts. It's a business. and.
2: Uh, yeah, fans, media, we care about this stuff. I mean, look, there's all these... So you're mad that we can't talk about it. That's really what it comes no, down to. I'm saying it hurts Geico. It hurts Monster Pro Circuit. It hurts Rockstar Energy to not have anybody talking about their series and their teams because we don't know.
0: Theoretically? Or how do you quantify that?
2: Well, if we knew, if we would, if, if, just look on Racer X. Have we written any two, why again? you are the online editor. Have we written any 250 supercross previews or words or anything at all? Because we don't really no, know. No, we can't.
1: Pretty much can't. Right. Can't it.
2: So nothing yeah. on Racer X, the biggest website in the sport. Nothing on X, probably the second biggest website on the sport. Well, maybe not. Maybe that's being a little, a little exaggeration. But, um, I'm just saying it, it, nobody's talking about it. Yeah, we don't I count. think you're looking at it from
0: the the media side so biasly that you're not looking at any of the other sides.
2: Exposure, media, mm. it all goes in hand to hand. How do you get exposure? Yeah, they're going to the get media? a lot of
0: that starting in uh, six days, five okay. days.
2: Well, again, where do you stand on this? JT disagrees with me. That's a shocking development.
1: Yeah, I, I just think if you're a professional sport, it's just uh, or a or professional team, both. This just shouldn't be the way things operate. Just, just, just amateurish to me.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: I cannot quantify it money-wise, but I, I can just say uh, it just seems amateurish.
2: Thank you. Um, all right, so let's move on to 450 super cost preview, because we know who's racing that class, right? First off, why Gantt? I don't know if you happen to see this. Generally, you shut down on the weekends. You do not uh, – Get into this, our group text messages as much on the weekends. But uh, Feld uh, Motorsports put out a, a graphic of uh, getting ready for 2015, and it did not have Chad Reed in it, and he made a little mention of it on social media. It had Millsaps, Canard, Barsha, Roxon. Uh, I'm probably missing somebody in there. Dungy. Um It had one guy for brand. No, I
1: know all about it because um, somebody, I mean, I don't know who it was. Took that graphic and threw it out on the Racer X Instagram as well. Now, do you really think every single person that looks at the RacerX Instagram and follows social media was like, "Oh, that's just Racer X posting a graphic that Feld gave them"? No,
2: no, no. They do not so, know that. No, they do not know that. No. So we just
1: got, "What the f, Racer X? You don't believe in Chad Reed?" And I'm like, "Ugh." Whoever put that out
2: there, couldn't you say, "Here's something from our friends at Feld"? Like, uh, this. He didn't make that. This. We this isn't a huge deal, but Chad was also not included, I believe, in the preseason press conference a couple of years ago. And and you know, Chad he yeah. likes he likes the uh, chip on his shoulder. He likes the uh, yeah. nobody believes in me thing. But uh, yeah. but does, but does he have a legitimate beef, can't, well, that maybe he should have been in yeah.
1: there? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Especially because if this is coming from Feld, if you're doing this to hype the season up, mm-hmm. why would you? Chad Reed is your damn meal ticket. He's arguably a bigger name than anyone that's racing. His wins last year were as, you know, fan-friendly and awe-inspiring as anything that could happen. Chad Reed having a great season is great for business. So if you're going to hype the season up, why would you leave him out?
2: I agree. I agree. What was, JT, what do you think the reason, I mean, obviously nobody forgot about Chad Reed. So why did they do that in your eyes? I mean, what do you think?
0: Uh, I think. I think I think they just had to pick one guy for each manufacturer. I think they tried to spread them out, and uh, you could make a case for Monster sponsoring Chad also, but you know that's I think Millsaps is you know Monster's uh, you know they're the title sponsor of that team. So if you're going to pick one Cowie guy, I think you you kind of got to pick their title sponsor guy. And and I I know that doesn't make sense because Chad I think is a much bigger name than Davy. But he did win mm-hmm. the last race that we had, um, which was a Monster sponsored race. So I, I, th- I really think it just came down to one guy for each it, manufacturer, and that's kind of how the cards fell.
2: It is odd they put Davy in front too.
0: Well, yeah, he's a Monster, he's a monster, guy, monster guy, and he no, won no, the last race. Yeah,
2: no, no, race. yeah, it's Monster. So,
0: um, if if Davy had not won Monster Cup or done well at Monster Cup, that would have been an interesting choice.
2: It had yeah. they put him there do you do you think Chad has a right to be a little peeved? I do um I mean a little, I mean maybe not enough to put on social media like he did, but you know we all know Chad he's not scared, so
0: yeah, I think uh I think he uses stuff like that for motivation right it's really tough like i, I think there's so many good guys now there's there's a few guys that you could look and say like, man, you really should have put him on there you know yeah. so uh i yeah I, I would say if you look at Chad's track record um, and what he's done in the sport he probably should be on there but at the same time I can understand Feld's dilemma
2: yeah they, uh, yeah I mean
0: they, the I, other
1: blatant I, myth there is, is Telmac's not in that as well right yeah right. Um, I think that one just points to and we like to rant on this sometimes on the show I think that points to a little bit of ignorance on the sport sometimes by the folks at Feld if you look at the results from last year they're probably like Telmac, yeah he's not a contender he didn't even do that well well, he's crying about it right now. He's Very he's, upset.
2: He's very upset. Um, yeah,
1: you know. But we know uh, that last year is a write-off. Anyone in the know knows that Tomac is as good as any of these other guys. He's part of the conversation for sure. But I think sometimes you might—it's just my guess—you got some marketing graphic design person that just looked through and forgot that Tomac his results from last year.
2: Well, just throw them away. It's it's straight it's straight comedy that the Monster Energy Cup race. Uh, no one mentioned Canard going on a run at the end of the Nationals. It's just unbelievably comedic that they couldn't throw in. Oh, hey, by the way, people who are watching this, there was this outdoor series, and Trey Canard just ripped off four out of the last six Moto wins, and and you know was a different guy. Uh, it's pretty amazing, but maybe that's where they come from. You know?
0: No, I just I think too, man. It's that that Monster versus Red Bull battle, like I. Silly as that is, I think yeah, that comes...
2: Who, how does that come into play with that? this? Tomac's not a Red Bull guy, or... or
0: yeah, but it's a series.
2: Oh, the series, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but why, well, again, you have no problem mentioning the uh, Monster Energy Supercross series? Or, uh,
1: no, I don't. I don't, and no one's ever yelled at me for it. I say Monster Energy, and they have no problem.
2: You've dropped it a uh, times, yeah.
1: No, I have, yeah, and, and no one's ever told me not to, and no one's ever yelled at me when I did it, but... I don't know if it were, it definitely doesn't work the same way on both sides, but I don't know if it's an energy drink thing or something else or both. Something's up though. There's no doubt
2: about it. Probably the same guy, and we both know the guy that, that blurred out Travis's Red Bull hat. Good job on that. Uh Travis giving the series more publicity, more hype, designing tracks, racing, uh maybe the biggest name ever, and and they basically just uh they just F him by blurring out his number one sponsor hat. Good job. Um okay. and Travis has never been back to the supercast ever since then. Alright, yeah. uh, l- l- hey, so I broke this thing down, um, and you guys can agree to disagree with me. I think the title is going to come through Roxon, Dunji, Reed, Canard, or Barsha. That's what I have. I got Millsaps circled with a question mark right underneath that, though. Um, does anybody not think that that is true? Does anybody... Am I missing? Is I missing somebody who can win this title? Ryanville Poto's oh, gone.
0: Dungey, Roxin,
2: Dungey, Reed, Kennard, Barsha. Basically, everyone that was on that Tomac? I don't have. I have Tomac question mark also. Wow! Because he's never won one race. All these other guys that's, have that's won. That's to me.
0: That's, I to have Barsha in there and not Tomac to me seems a little bit silly. I got, I got Millsaps,
2: Millsaps. and Tomac with question marks.
0: But you don't have Barsha with a question
2: mark? No! Wow. (laughs) I've proven before to be on that Barsha train. (laughs) Um, The off-season races for Tomac were terrific and uh, amazing, but he's never won one. So does he go out and win his first one and win the title? I mean, I think there's no doubt he wins a race. There's No doubt he wins a race. But does he win the title? I don't know.
1: I make no distinction between Milsaf and Tomac. I put them absolutely on the same level as those other five guys,
0: in my mind.
2: They're on that, they could, so they could win this Supercross title. I think they're
0: in there, yep. too. I would agree with that. Yep. I don't see how you can okay. distinguish between a guy so, like Trey and a guy like Davey.
2: Okay, so you two guys, having been around the sport as long as I have, if not longer, you both think that there's seven guys who can win this title when I don't think we'll even have seven different race winners. We'll probably only have four different race winners. You know how this shit goes. There's a big difference
1: between seven guys will win races and seven guys could win the title, which is a huge difference. You got, Obviously, you might not have seven different winners because probably all seven won't even make all the races. But so That doesn't mean that they're not. It's ridiculous to say that Canard's on the list, but Tomac is not. I think.
0: I Canard's
2: won, what, two, three Supercross races?
0: Whatever, yeah, Davies won more than that. Davies won more than that. I don't.
1: That. Plenty of experience winning races. Tomac has won plenty of races. He knows how to win races. He'll be fine. This is not the 250 Supercross class where it's very shaky ground. They've never won a professional race before. They need to get one under their belt. It would not shock anyone. I don't think if Tomac won a bunch of races this year, it wouldn't be like, oh my god, I wonder what it feels like for him to start winning races finally.
2: But to win the title, I mean, he's had a rough. You know, he had a rough introduction two years ago into the class. He was fast, but he had a rough introduction last year. Injuries and then even, you know, he had some crashes where he missed races. Um, you know, he he was back, he was healthy, and then he crashed out of three races. He didn't score any point. He scored, you know, got last place finish. I think in three out of the first six races, he did. Like
0: okay, well, okay. Given your your way of thinking, there, what makes
2: Trey different than that? Because Trey has new suspension. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I got to...
0: I mean, if you want to talk about anybody who's had a rough and tumble go... Weed, you
2: know my theory. You know my theory, Weed. And it's... I've been proven right... It doesn't apply in this class. It doesn't apply in this class. I think it kind of does.
1: No, I think... There's a big difference seeing, I know we said this 250s two years ago, like could Will Hahn really win his first pro race and a title in the same year? That's a weird combination. But winning your first professional race is a huge line in the sand. Tomac has won titles. He's won races in a different class against these same guys. I don't think that's like this hurdle that he has to first, hmm, I have to prove to myself that I can win races first, then I can work on a title. He's He's past that point. He's a 250 national champ. He's a 250 West champ two years ago. He's already done it.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. so I don't think it matters. And Millsaps? Same level for you two?
0: Uh, I think so, yeah, because I think Millsaps knows he's beaten and can beat all the guys he's got to race against.
2: i was, I got to say Millsaps' Monster Energy Cup win surprised the crap out of me. I mean, Kennard was the fastest guy, but still, Davey was great. He took the win. So, you know. I guess that was pretty surprising.
1: So you're saying that you expected a certain performance from Millsaps, and then he actually surprised you by doing better than that? Yes. Okay. we've well, established that that type of thing can happen.
2: Okay. So who does win this title? Who does win this title? Roxon. I have Dungy. Really? Yep. Okay. Coming Ooh. off –
0: I've changed my mind like seventeen times.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but It's allowed.
0: I keep com- I keep coming back to Dungey after after seventeen races. I don't think he's gonna blow anybody away. Right. He's gonna impress you every weekend or do anything like that. It's yeah. not gonna be a runaway. But I just think coming into Vegas, we're gonna look back and like, yep. Should have well, known. You know, he's always there. I mean What were we thinking?
2: If we had po- if we polled a hundred Supercross fans and said who finished runner up to Ryan Villapoto in the Supercross series last year, I guarantee you We'd get some James Stewart. We'd get so, we'd get a lot of James Stewart. We'd get a lot of Kenny Rocks. A probably, lot of Roxon. We'd probably get a lot of Chad Reeds because that's some of our fans. <laughs>
0: but um, we, we would get a ton of Roxon.
2: Yeah, but guess who it was? It was Ryan Dungey. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's not not crazy to say that, but yet it is, JT.
0: Yeah, I just think you have to if you really if you look at the numbers and only the numbers, you take the emotion out of it and the flash and the. All the you know style points out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy decision, in my opinion.
2: Hmm. New bike, you're not worried about the new bike, and it's it's pretty different. I think the bike's going to be better. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be better.
2: Right.
0: I think he. I think of all people, he struggled with bike. If you look at all the people on this list, you know Trey's in a lot better spot with his bike. Barsha's a question mark. Chad'll be good. Roxin question mark a little bit. I think Dungey was the one that really struggled with bike. You know, we we don't know these other guys. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But Dungey, I felt like, was always Mm -hmm. bouncing around with settings, never really seemed happy, complained, you know. I think I don't see it going worse, if that makes sense. I think maybe, you know, better is the direction he'll get.
2: Hmm. Interesting. What do you think, Weeds? Yeah, I do think one thing to keep in mind with the bike, we've definitely seen lately
1: some brands come out with an all-new bike and it's actually a step backwards for a while. You know, I don't think it, the 2010 Yamaha is a good example. The Honda that came out two years ago, it just happens that way sometimes. But I think KTM's curve in Supercross is so much different than those other brands. I don't think they're going to take steps backwards. I mean, they're only four years removed from having a bike that was basically couldn't even be used in Supercross. I think it's pretty obvious that they're changing rapidly, improving rapidly. Um, and I don't see them getting worse uh, in a generation now. Except like those other brands... You know, Honda was trying to improve on one of the best bikes ever made. You know, that's a tough thing to make the next generation an automatic leap ahead. I don't think the KTM's up against that now. They're they're they're, they're still on the upward swing. I think their bikes are going to keep getting better.
2: So you like Donji too? Why again?
1: No, not for the title.
2: Oh, okay. No,
1: so, no, I do think the bike's going to be better yep. um, and all that, but no, he's not my, he's still not my title pick. I think we're still going to have. Too many weekends this year. Probably about fifteen of them. We're going into the weekend. Don't need to win, man. Don't just gotta step up and get a win. Just gotta do it. Um you know, that's just usually the way it is. You, you have to win a lot of races, generally to win this title. I think it's a myth of the consistency wins titles, because pretty much almost every time the guy who wins the title wins the most races. Almost every time. I mean
2: not in nineteen ninety two though. Not
1: in nineteen ninety two. Which I get. ninety if your best reference is one series twenty-three years ago and one 16 years ago, I'll take the rest.
2: Right. right. I mean, no, the I
1: was Very consistent in two thousand thirteen. Villapoto spotted him a ton of points, but then he just won a whole bunch of races and it didn't matter.
2: That's why I'm saying, and, like you guys are saying, like seven guys could win this title. But I think to be realistically bench racing this thing, you got to break it. You got to narrow it down because we know it's going to narrow down. You know, so But who's
0: going to step up and dominate? Who, who, I don't see that guy. I don't, I don't see a guy just going out and winning. I don't races. either.
2: I don't either. Maybe this is a 1990 Supercross year. Maybe this is, you know, Stewie and RV are gone, and Timmy's long gone, and it's time.
0: I see a lot of guys on the same level. I really do. So you look at that, and, and then starts will dictate things, you know, a lot of things. you know, This is going to you know, piss if, people
2: off, probably namely a, a tattooed bald guy that wears sweatbands around Josh his wrist. No. I think if Kenny Rockson was on a KTM, I would give him this title. I would say he's heavily favored. Do you guys agree? If he hadn't switched.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of the bike switch at all.
2: You're not,
0: huh? I'm not. I'm not either. Okay. All right. Having ridden both bikes, I, I I'm not. I'm not afraid of it. Uh,
2: I, I I that's a question mark to me for Kenny Roxon.
0: That that Suzuki's really good. I mean, you look at look at James on the bike. You know, he he's. Yeah. I don't I don't see the bike holding him back. I really don't.
2: Well, then shouldn't you put him as the the favorite?
0: No, because you look at his drop off last year, and then in the drop off again in outdoors. And I really think there are some unanswered questions for him with with series uh you know maintaining the a level all the way through a series. I haven't seen it yet. No one's seen it yet. So that that would be my uh that, uh that would be my I think he's gonna come out on fire. I expect him to win races early and often, but I worry about that second half slump.
2: Okay. What do you think, Weige? Weege, you there? No, oh, he's gone. He left us.
1: Sorry. Okay. Oh. I'm muted there. I didn't want to give you an answer.
2: Oh,
1: I'm still going to pick Roxanne. Um I think, you know, if you poll the people, like you said, a lot of people thought he finished second next. Last year he didn't. But if you poll the people now, I think he has the most evidence on his side. Um, and I'm not afraid of the bike switch. The only thing that worries me really is just the general fact that it is only his second year in the class. So... There's always a little bit of a risk there. I mean, he could just.
2: Remember the 51. You well, know the 51. Done. What happened to the 51? Came yeah,
1: up. Like, we know Dungy will not suck. Dungy's just not going to have a horrible year. Just won't happen. Right. There's a chance that it's just a disaster for Roxanne for whatever reason. I mean, it turned out that way for Marsha. So that does scare me a little bit, but I feel like if you took everybody's strengths and weaknesses and put them down on paper, it's just really hard to deny uh, Roxanne. I could definitely see other guys doing it. It's not like it has been in years past where. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone beat Villapoto is hard to imagine, but I still think if I put it all down, the data is going to come out with Roxanne on top.
2: Yeah, I, I think he's my pick, too, but only slight, slight, slight uh, favorite, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: This is, this is, we need to celebrate this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This situation. These guys are so even, you don't have anyone with the advantage of being champ at all, so there's no confidence really in any direction. I mean, I'm sure all seven of these guys Fully, completely believe it's there. No reason not to.
2: Can we talk into the phone a little bit more than what we were just doing?
1: Yeah, I put my hand over the uh, thing. Sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that again. Um,
1: no one has an advantage, you know, confidence-wise, because neither of them are champs. So I think all seven of these guys truly go into the series thinking, "Well, why not me? Why can't I win this?" We're for sure in the past, be it Reed, Stewart, Carmichael being so established, or now Villapoto more recently. I would think that every other person had at least a little doubt. Like, hmm, mm, but can I beat that guy? Well, I don't think anyone feels that way now out of this yeah. group. Yeah. So just by that alone, it's harder to guess and probably closer that it's been.
2: Weej, did you hear that uh, JT thinks that Chad is riding really well?
1: <laughs> I'll give credit, though. JT did not say that. He didn't say the same stuff this
2: time last year, right, JT?
0: No, I was uh, very much on the other side.
2: What do you what, let's talk you about go. Let's talk about Chad a little bit. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be something if he could win this title? That would be amazing, an incredible. The only story.
0: reason I'm not picking him is just because it's so transparent. So <laughs> take take from that what you will.
2: Uh, we we did the Racer X videos uh, that are on the site right now with Supercross preview videos. Neither one of us could see him winning this title, but we could see him winning races. Do you? you stand by that? I think that's the whole
1: thing. We're making fun of Chad for the, oh, he doesn't think people are giving him credit when a ton of people are. Yeah. Most people do think he's going to get good, but I still feel like he has a right to feel a little bit slighted. Yeah. Because I think if you put, if some terrorists were in the parking lot in Anaheim 1 and just started putting guns to the fan's head and, and taking steal- favorite.
2: And stealing tablecloths at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of them would say Chad. And I guess in Chad's mind, why would you pick Roxanne over me? Why would you pick Dungeon over me? Anybody else? <laughs> right. So maybe he is being slighted a little bit. I mean, the problem really is just the evidence of
2: 40 years of Superman. We're
1: talking about Chad Reed like this, but he has to prove he can do it for every round, which is bizarre because that used to be his specialty. But it's just hard to have a guy who has made it to half the races in, what, two of the last three years, and so he's your lockdown pick. He could do it. It wouldn't be surprising, but to pick him as the favorite, he—if he—I don't know about that. If he
2: wins the title, it would. I—I I mean, I think it'd probably be the greatest story in, in 40 years of Supercross. Be amazing. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Right. Be the it, coolest thing ever. Right. It'd be—it'd be just incredible, amazing. So. Yep. And there's a definite possibility. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Actually, let
1: me swing this over to you, JT. There are plenty of people that will now say. Oh, reach over happens. He tries to run the pace and he crashes out. Well, we're talking two isolated crashes. You could probably even say San Diego last year wasn't even his fault. Um, however, because there's not that threat of dominance from Villapoto, is there a chance that he can play the long game a little bit more now, like he used to? Because you don't have to worry quite as much about ah, crap. What if this guy wins eight in a row? I gotta, I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta win. Is there a chance that his philosophy changes a little bit and makes it a little easier to get through all the rounds?
0: I don't think so. I think he's got to go out and I, – I don't think he was really pushing too hard last year either. Um, okay. I think his, his approach will be the same that it was going into last year. Uh, you know, be there every weekend, get on the podium. When the win is there and the win is possible – then you go get it. But when if it's not, you you stay smart and don't do anything stupid. Um, and I think I think that's been his approach the past couple of years. It hasn't worked out as we've seen. But I, I think that's his approach again: is you know, be towards the front. Let all these you know younger guys make the mistake. Don't be the guy that makes the mistake. Let them you know knock themselves out of the series. Then when it thins out a little bit, the second half of the series, then that's when you turn it up and start. Trying to you know reel off race wins, so that would be that would be the the plan. If you know if I'm inside Chad's head and I had to build a battle plan, that's pretty much where I think his head's at.
1: But I get a little worried these last couple of years that uh, like I feel like at uh, San Diego last year, I felt like Chad was the fourth best guy. James was on another level, Villapota's on another level. They were gone, and Roxanne was a little bit better. And then Roxton started fading maybe the last two or three laps. And I think Chad was like, i got to get podiums. i got to get podiums. This is my chance to get a podium. i got to beat this guy. Now, he didn't get out of control. It wasn't his fault that he crashed. But if he had just taken fourth, he would have been a lot better off. I still feel like there's a little bit of the fire that we always wanted from Chad Reed in like 2007, say, is really there now. But it's hard to do both. Like, he willed himself to win those two Anaheim races. It was unbelievable. I don't know if he can pull that off over and over and over without this thing that keeps happening happening from Chatapult to Dallas uh, 12. And I just wonder if these things are connected. He is really, you know, going to the 99.9%. I think maybe you think otherwise, but I get worried sometimes about that.
0: I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen him really out of control. You know, the crash with Roxen, He ran into Roxon. So it's tough to yeah, really say. It wasn't say. his fault,
1: like I said. It wasn't. Right. No, he
0: I, was just I, I think he had yeah. fault. I think he had fault there, but he he made contact with somebody else. It wasn't like he just threw it away. The Dallas no, crash. Yeah, he
1: didn't go to the whoops and get his feet off the pegs and crash out of own. It's definitely different. But when you're in a frigging dogfight for the podium in the last lap, that's what happens.
0: Right, right. I understand. I agree. Yep. Um, but I, I think in the yep. races that he won, I don't think he took unnecessary chances or looked out of control or anything like that. Like, I think he just you know, he rode a better race than the guys. I, I never saw him make mistakes or, or appear that he was going to crash at any point. So, right. I, th- I think that he could, he could ride like that week in and week out. No problem. Because I haven't seen him any close calls or anything when he's in the race, when he's had, it wasn't like, Holy cow, he pulled it off a man. That was close. You know, it wasn't, I didn't feel, right. feel that was a situation. So, you know, I think he's He's just got to avoid that one costly mistake, you know, and, and I, I know that's in the back of his head because he's always been the guy that uh, tries to ride within himself, and he's always mad at himself that he can't step out of that. So, uh, you know, I think um, being in better shape and, and being a little bit stronger and able to push harder will help him, which I, I think is where he's at now. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, can, I can see both sides of it because he's obviously had that big crash that's taken him out of the series you know, two out of the last three years or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting because I think, I think he's in a good place. And, you know, I keep saying that, but um, if he can stay healthy, I, you know, I, the sole reason, like I said, the sole reason I, I didn't make a pick is just because everyone expects me to make that pick. So I kind of have it uh, in the back of my mind that he's going to be there.
2: Um, what do you got, Mathis? What do you got? Well, let's move on to the next guy. We were already. Well, you've been asking us a lot of questions,
1: man. Yeah, I don't no, want you to be no, left no, out
2: of your own show. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Timmy's going to win. All right. Um, uh, what okay. about what about? Fla- what he about- doesn't think Millsap's going to win. We know that. Yeah. Um, I just think, man. I, again, his Monster Cup win surprised the shit out of me. But so going so long without racing. Um, new bike. Uh, Davies got a. You know he's been hurt a lot. I know he hasn't been hurt a lot in Supercross, but he gets hurt. In his career, and, and yeah, I mean, I just I got a question mark next to his name, that, and that's really what it is. I, 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 I'm really surprised. Uh, let's talk about fly racing. Trade Canard. Um, th- I mean, do you think he wins? First of all, do you think he wins races this year? Weech. Um, yes, but yeah. I would
1: say that about all seven of these guys, which is probably
2: not, not going to happen. Right.
1: But yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, look. look let's look at it this way. Out of the seven guys we talked about, Roxanne Dungy, Reed, Kennard, Barsha, Tomac, Millsaps, who's the guy on the bottom of that list that may not win a race? Like, who's the most sketchiest to win a race? Never mind the title.
1: Uh, I still actually worry about Trey just a little bit because he's been in, in. He's had the opportunity. You know, he was good through a lot of 2013 uh, and just wasn't able to make it happen, so I still get a little worried, you know, and he didn't end up winning the Monster Cup. He rode great, probably wasn't for the million bucks. You know, he probably would have just taken second in that final race and won it. But either way, even outdoors, it was like it took several weeks of him being the fastest guy to finally get it, get the overall. So that makes me worry a little bit. It's always like this unfortunate tantalizing thing with Trey, where it's like just when it looks like it's all coming together, mm-hmm. something bad happens. I still worry about that with him because it's just been a theme.
2: Okay. Um, What about Barsha? JT, are you confident in Barsha winning races?
0: I'm not. No? I'm not. The, the, the iffy that you just asked why again would be my Barsha.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last guy on this list who who would be the most sketchiest. To right, win. right. Yep. Well, some of us are big Barsha fans. So um,
0: I'm a big Barsha fan, too. I just haven't seen
2: much. Yeah, his off season wasn't great. I don't care what you you know. Well, his season, then his off season. Yeah, like yeah. Weej, you're you're a North Carolina guy. Um, if this goes badly, and I guess going badly would be Justin not winning a race. Does this start to look uh, a little? Do you start to look at JGR with a one eyebrow raised?
1: I don't think anyone should. But I can easily see how that happens, yes, maybe yeah. from Yamaha's perspective, their own perspective, Barsha's own perspective. If he, yeah. um, when you get a year like this where the champ's out and you consider seven dudes being fairly equal, maybe two of a question mark, but they're all pretty equal, someone's going to be disappointed. And then we know what happens when that happens. I mean, right. in Barsha's case, it's only a few months old. He left the brand that he rode for forever. You know, mm-hmm. So it usually doesn't go well. He fits that team so well, personality-wise, and all these other things, that it would really be a shame that just the mere fact of he didn't win a bunch of races in the title means that this came crashing down and was terrible. It's just an unrealistic expectation, really, from a saying one, but I'd put it this way. Let's say Roxanne just has a bad year for whatever reason. He gets fourth at the opener and then tweaks his wrist at Phoenix, kind of struggles, doesn't end up winning the title. Is the world going to implode between him and RCH for the next year?
2: No. 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 I don't think there's even a
1: chance of that. It's fine. I'm, I just feel like for whatever reason it's not quite that way with this Barsha JGR setup. I think they're both so fired up
2: mm-hmm.
1: to finally have this that it's just really hard to be like, ah, I can't win them all.
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even look at Tomek last year. Tomek last year last year was a disaster. Did it matter, really?
2: No. No.
1: Right, it didn't. I mean, I think we did hear some rumors at one point. Oh, he does have a contract we got Gakko. So he doesn't. Whatever. But there was never intense drama coming out. No. Um,
2: no. Some expectations are high
1: because this team wants to win bad, and Barsha wants to win bad. It's a double-edged sword.
2: Um. Yeah. No. I agree. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be an interesting dynamic to watch. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah. I still think Barsha. Uh. At some point, I just think he's a good starter. That bikes a good starter. I could easily see a race at least once where he just gets the whole shot and just has it. Yeah, I, I, I just I see that materializing. Remember, last, like he won the two races in uh, what thirteen? Won in Seattle at the end of the year was like out of nowhere. It was like, oh yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Right. Um, I could see that type of thing happening. Um, even if it doesn't kind of a great year, I still think he can win one.
2: Okay, before we move on to a commercial here, let's we got our seven guys. Uh, JT, you say Dunge. Weed, you and I say Roxon for the title, but give us let's all say let's give us uh, the top three guys uh, in order of those seven that could win the title. So I'm gonna go, I say Roxon, and then Dungey, and then probably I, I need a wild card, so I'd go Tomac could pull a McGrath and rip off wins. 10 most
0: likely to win. Top three, most likely.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna okay. go, I'm gonna go, Kenny and Dunge and then Tomac. JT, okay. what do you got?
0: I'm going to take Dunge, Roxen. Um I'm going to put Chad as my number three.
2: All right. Weege, what do you got?
1: Uh, mine's very close to yours, Steve, but uh, I'm going to, just for the sake of switching it up, yep. I'm going to actually put Millsaps in there. Okay. I'm going to make Millsaps third.
2: All right. He'll be happy to hear yep, that. I'm going to go Roxen, Dunge, Millsaps. All right, let's take a commercial break here on the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this Racetech commercial, save yourself some money on any suspension services you need, and we'll be right back. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lee, Vince Fries, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech Suspension, and they've been a long, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Racetech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thie, the owner of Racetech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do it yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech! Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back on the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. 450 Supercross preview. Why can't Thomas on the line with me? All right, let's take – this is a very cliche. We've written about it on RacerX online. We've talked about it on the RacerX Supercross preview sh- videos. But really, there's no other way to do it. Uh, We've got to deal with the rookies, Dean Wilson, Cole Seeley, Jason Anderson, and Blake Baggett. Uh, We've got uh, a 250 Supercross champion, and uh, the guy that almost won it, raced it with Sealy, almost won the thing. Baggett, of course, uh, has won a bunch of races, and Wilson is uh, the winningest 250 Supercross rider to never win the title. Um, So he's got a lot of wins. Um, Judging on what we talked about before, uh, myself, I say Seeley's going to finish the highest in points, and Wilson will have the best overall finish. Uh, I, I could see Wilson... You know, getting a getting a third, getting a, a top five, you know, somewhere in there. I can see Seely uh, being very consistent all year. And Anderson and Baggett I'm not really too sure about. What 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 do you think, Wage?
1: Uh yeah, I think it's very similar, although I'm starting to edge uh, more in Anderson's direction. Um, I thought this Alden Baker training thing was gonna be a real test. Um, I don't think it's gone all right. Uh, I mean, we know that Alden's track record isn't spotless with everyone. You know, Jake Weimer rode with him. It didn't change Weimer's life. It's easy to just say, the Cotto, Stuart Carmichael with him. But I just think the fact that a guy who's maybe had some issues before with his commitment got through this says a lot. I mean, he's got talent. I don't think any of these guys have the, the kind of overwhelming talent where they win the title in their rookie year or anything. But Anderson's a good rider. So I'm actually going to edge... Him to the top of this list now. Although you know, I like Wilson. Really, I think we work with speed.
2: Yeah. Wow. Uh, the well, Anderson having the fastest time in the Monster Cup. Like Millsaps winning, shocked the hell out of me. Like, good job by him, right? Um, JT, what do you think?
0: Um. Do you mean as far as the rookie guys, or yeah,
2: yeah, yeah rookie guys. Have you changed your mind? Have you thought about it some more? No,
0: I, I'm still kind of on the, the same thought. I think, uh, I think Anderson and Seeley will be very close, and I think they're going to be competitive. Um, for a race, I think that Anderson has a shot to win a race. Uh, if, if A one, one-shot deal to win a race, I think Anderson has a chance. The other guys, I don't really see it happening. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of learning. Um, I haven't seen anything really brilliant from Dino on the KTM yet. So I'm kind of waiting for that. You know, the the speed that we saw on the Cali, we haven't really seen on the KTM. Uh, You know, we've only seen one race, I understand, but he didn't look like the same guy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, I I really believe in Anderson being on Alden Baker's program, so I expect to see a lot from him. Mm -hmm. And Sealy's kind of already proven himself in that class. You know, the opportunities he's had, he's been up front. Yeah. He he gets good starts, and he seems to work well with the 450. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: Bagot to me is a huge question mark. Uh he looked better than I expected at the Monster Energy Cup, but I still foresee some struggles with him. Uh-huh. So, uh I would put him fourth on the list of guys that I expect to see a lot from.
2: I uh I'm going to be the dick here, I guess, but I I I don't Normal. Yeah. I don't I don't know about this Baggett thing, Weege. I'm I, I just I I mean, now he's the lone guy over there. I don't know if that's more pressure or less pressure. I don't know, but Uh, And I don't know if that matters, but man. I I think the good news for Baggett
1: is, I really feel that the standard in Supercross is so low for him that he'll actually end up being perceived as having a decent year, even if he does worse than some of these other guys. Um, I don't think people are putting him... There are four rookies on factory bikes. Baggett has certainly proven himself in other areas. He's probably even better. I think he's proven himself to be better than these guys uh, outdoors, if maybe not Wilson, but my point is, in Supercross, I think it's like there's three guys. Oh, and that's right, there's also Baggett. So I can see Baggett, on occasion, having a few decent finishes. Let's say he gets like sixth or seventh a few weeks in a row. And people being like, hey, he's starting to come on. I'm surprised. Where if he got the exact same finishes as the other guys, mm-hmm. they would not be satisfied with it. Yeah. And I can see that happening. Right. I can see him getting those types of finishes at some point.
2: You know, if he gets a podium other than Daytona, JT has to walk home from <laughs> from the race, which should be yeah. I, unless there's a huge rash of injuries, I think, I think JT's J safe. Um, I would have stayed in two. I mean, that's a lot of dudes. I would have stayed. Jump, I would have I would have sta- stayed in two fifties, Then he could have made more money. Maybe won a title. Maybe won two titles. You know, but hey, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, Anderson. I think that his Supercross thing. Yeah. I think he has the potential to be better
1: than we've seen. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. It makes him so I think he's more underrated in Supercross than he probably should be. Right. Um, so I think that's why he can raise some eyebrows, only because the standards are just so low. And everyone will say, oh, plus he's too small to roast to 450, which is just the dumbest. Can we just get out of the 1985 –
2: you know, <laughs> right. the,
1: uh, idea that you have to be big to ride yeah. a bigger bike—it just means nothing. Yeah. It's completely. Uh, Villopoto is smaller than like all these
0: guys.
2: Well, there there is something to it. If yeah, if you're not in shape and you're not, you know, if you're not uh, in tip-top shape, but a bike bag it is, and a Ryan Villopoto is, then it, I think there is something right. to that. Uh, JT, you were a smaller guy too. You were generally in pretty good shape. It can get away from you, and you need some muscle, and you need some strength to, you know, to work on it. But these guys are all good, you know? So there is something to that, I think, if you're not in shape.
0: Well, no, I, yeah, think... I don't think it applies to anyone at this level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that not everybody not at this level, I mean, yeah, these guys are, most of them have won titles, one, one, you know, yeah, something. At this point or another. Right.
2: Um, Wilson's Monster. I
1: just think it's like when you hear people say that the reason that, uh, since look, like he's getting hurt because he's too small.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, right. Right. yeah, have you, you ever seen him
1: standing next to Villapoto?
2: He's he's taller,
1: way <laughs> way taller. Yeah. Um, he's bigger than Villapoto. That's the yeah. Villapoto's size seems to work. It can be done.
2: Um, the uh, if if you're gonna go and say look, Tomac was fantastic at Lille, and he won uh, Genoa the next week, and Tomac's on fire, and he's gonna be great, then you sort of have to go use the Monster Cup, and Dino was not good there. So, maybe he's in for a rough year. I'm not saying that, but, I mean, it wasn't good. In the Red Bull straight rhythm thing, I guess that was all right, but how how do you really know, you know? Uh, he wasn't that good at the Motocross of Nations, struggled a little bit there. So, I don't know. Maybe Dino's a prime candidate to struggle this year. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but.
1: I know? think in Dino's situation, and JT kind of already hit on it, I think it's certainly fair to be like, you have to reserve the right to say you're going to have to show us something. I mean, it's been a pretty rough couple of years here with what? a few high spots, but for the most part it's been disappointing, you know.
2: Oh, wait a, wait, a you wait, a you wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. What? Oh, all what? of a sudden, you two jerkies who were on the bandwagon, president of the Dino fan club, and I'm the one going, I'm worried, and I'm worried, and you guys are like, we can work with speed, He's incredible. Now you guys are coming back around, and now it's flip-flopped, or or what? I mean... You have Sealy and Anderson
1: coming off of Dynamite Supercross. The last time they raised Supercross, everything went great. You have Wilson coming off of, like, 90% crap, things going bad, and 10% of the time things went well. Uh, And he won a title, like, three years ago. I think it's just you have to reserve the right to be like, eh. He could still be really good. It's definitely a possibility but I'm just going to have to wait
2: and see. So you're not as high on Wilson's chances as you were when he filled in for Chad Reed? No. Okay, interesting. Yeah, no. uh, interesting. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I, come on. We, we just named several examples. Yeah, I know. I'm just I, I just, I'm just. surprised because you two were driving that bandwagon. You were, guys were pilot and co-pilot. I'm
0: going to oh, yeah. tell you what. If he comes out and he's fast, the first practice at Anaheim, I'm back. (laughs) I am back. That's all it
2: takes. Yes. And I will be in the the
0: engine, hanging out the side of the train with that weird hat on, pulling the choo-choo.
2: Okay.
1: All right. I'll go a step further. You could probably, if and when he throws his first whip, you will probably be able to tell then.
2: (laughs) Wow. Wow, That's bold. Yes. That's bold. Um, The, The whip's. Like
1: it's like um, it's like one of those things on top of a barn, you know. The the wind points which direction. wherever the rooster's pointing.
2: Well, I just su- watch the whip. First, real whip. It's a really good one. We're good. I suggest. We are good. I suggest you two sit by me in the practice sessions at A One because yes. we ju- do. Who has identified Zach Osborne and Nick Schmidt early, early? As guys who are going to do something. That was me. I saw the hair from Schmidt. I saw the speed. I'm like, I don't know who that dude is, but he's going fast. How uh, did
0: Osborne pan out for you
2: last year? No, this Osborne on the Yamaha. On the uh, unseated in the unseeded uh, practice on his Dixon Yamaha. Weege, you were Zach there.
0: Zach Osborne, you know, factory, former factory rider. You, you picked him out, even though he, I, you know.
2: I picked him for podiums. Who else was picking him for podiums?
0: No, um, I'm
1: going to give it to Max on that one.
2: I don't think. What was
1: it? Was it the Dixon, Dixon, like, it, Yamaha, or yeah, whatnot?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I yeah, I, I think that was way over,
0: way over expectation.
2: I lo- I, I watched him, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Look at this dude!" And you know, I mean, he was really good. Anyways,
0: were you out on Valentin Tellier? I may,
2: <laughs> I may have, you know, missed the. Sh- I may have missed that one. He's got. Hey, but he's got style. He has style. He does have style. Something oh, special in
1: Kyle,
0: Kyle Peters. There's something special there. <laughs>
2: there. There was. Very much so. There was. Um, all right. Hey, we've got to move the show along. So the next group of guys that I got. Just uh, watch the first whip. <laughs> you can tell by the first whip. It, it, hey, all you, right. it is going to be cool to see a white bike out there. I like the husky look. I like that look. That's strong. And the Rocks. You know what
1: I think also, to Anderson, that team, this is a perfect, this, this team kind of loves running this like David against Goliath type scenario. They're the only one in that brand. Anderson's their top guy. It's not the case with Wilson or uh, Seeley. Well, I guess by default it's the case with Baggett. But it's like all the eggs. it's us. It's just you and just us against everybody else. And I think that they thrive on that. They did really well with Bill Saps in that position. So I think Anderson's in a really good spot because of that team and brand and all that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Uh, the next group of guys, Will Hahn, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, who maybe we're giving a little bit of the short sh- uh, a shift to here, uh, Jake Weimer, Brock Tickle, Brett Metcalf, Josh Grant, and the 800. The 800 has to be talked about at some point. Not Does a good he- – look, go ahead. Does he need to be talked about? Two heat race wins last year. Is he relevant anymore? I I don't know. I mean... I don't know if he is. Look, if he keeps getting the start, he's relevant, right, JT? Uh,
0: Yeah, he's relevant. Um, It'll be interesting to see where he fits in this year because it's going to be the toughest we've seen, the toughest lineup we've seen. And I don't know that he's on an upward swing. So uh, it might be difficult. I mean, we saw what happened to him at Monster Cup. You know, I know he was he lost his best lap or whatever but I mean he wasn't in the main event at Monster so keep that in mind
2: um okay um Han Will Han look at the end of the season all these guys I named and those rookies we just talked about Andrew Short will beat 95% of them right are we in agreement with that he will beat 95% of not the seven guys we talked about but the everybody else yeah he will yeah yeah, that's just what he does. Top ten yeah. guy. That's time. just what he does. Yeah.
1: Yep. Maybe one guy out of the entire group might finish ahead of him.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. Um, right. What about uh, Brayton? Are we not? He had a great year last year. Uh, we saw the St. Louis thing where he was quadding things, and he almost won Phoenix, and he uh, got third in an Anaheim race. And uh, are we maybe not giving him as much credit? Why, Gantt? <laughs> you're on the Brayton. You're the Brayton bandwagon guy.
1: We- um, it's really hard to say I mean uh, the bike is new and, and all that I, I think he'll be fine though um, I feel like he was really at a you know for him it, everything was really coming together perfectly at those first few races last year like you were really seeing the best of them so it's just hard to replicate that over and over and over like I mean the point where he was almost able to pass Villapoto for a win in Phoenix like that's really impressive so to just say yeah you just punch your ticket it's going to happen again it's just hard to say but Brayton has a way at the beginning of the year um, of really showing you something. Every year we don't expect it, and then we see it, and we're like, damn, he's
2: on it.
1: So I guess there's no reason to assume it won't happen again, even with all the changes. But I think we all know what group he belongs in. I don't think we're putting him in the championship group.
2: JT, can we get something on Fly Racing Zone, Justin Brayton?
0: I'm a little unsure. I don't know what to think. You know, he came in so good last year. I. I don't know. Can he repeat that? Because I think, you know, Why not? It's, it's hard to say that Why someone will he? come in. What? Why can't he? I'm not saying he can't. No. I'm just saying to to duplicate your best ever is tough. That's all I'm saying. So to expect someone to come in as good as they have ever been is asking a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: not saying he can't. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying that's a tough ask. So the odds are that he wouldn't be as good. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: I mean every athlete has a career year or a career game or a career, you know, run at some point. So the question is, was that it? Not that he's gonna start sucking.
0: Right. You just can't expect someone to be at, at their best ever. You can't expect that. You know, maybe they will, but to expect it I right. think is foolhardy.
1: Well, Brayton You can look at the back of every baseball card if they printed them anymore, and everyone had their best batting average once. They don't get the exact same average every year. So I just feel like you were seeing such an impressive performance from him. Maybe transfer of power level, in fact, some might say, that uh, to just say that's going to happen for sure every time. It's,
2: it's, surpri- it's surprising. I look at Brayton's stats from last year. He got one podium, a couple of fourths. But I guess it was the heat race wins and the practice times and things like that that, that are making us say this kind of stuff. Of course, he missed the last four with injury too. So,
1: Well, he was in the fight, though. I mean, even with those fourths. like. This whole group, this whatever we want to always call them, this chase pack or this B group, there was a, a long string of races last year where Brayton was just hanging with that, you yeah. know, Reed, Dungy, Stu. He yeah. was right in that pack. Yeah. He was far ahead of these other guys. Even if it only got fourth, um, he was right in the mix. That's a lot to ask.
2: Another guy that I forgot about, uh, Josh Hill. So, uh, on the Yamaha, uh, working with Brooks again and the Valley team a little bit. Um, So, another guy to think about there. I mean, third overall at New Jersey and uh, won a heat race and, you know. Um, Will Hahn, um, what do you expect, JT? Stay healthy? Tough one.
0: Uh, I really thought that he would struggle last year. Uh, And, he you know, he got a fourth at Atlanta. Um, He was riding really well uh, here and there. Oakland, he crashed, but still was riding really well. So... I, I want to say that he might have a rough go of it, but he was surprising to me at times last year. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, he'll have uh, he'll be in the top 10 quite a bit, but I just don't, I don't think he's on the level of a, a bunch of the guys he has to go against. So that's going to be tough, you know, that uh, I can name off quite a few guys right off the bat that I think are just going to beat him, you know, 99% of the time. And that's, you're kind of starting behind the eight ball already. Well, we got uh, those seven. Upside. I mean, we got the seven uh, guys.
2: We na- we talked about top ten riders all the time. We just we named seven guys that I would not be surprised to. I mean, it's not going to happen, but right. they could go one through seven in the points.
0: Yeah, but if you yeah. look, yeah, if you're putting down a list of guys, you put them ahead of him every single time. I do,
2: I do, yes.
0: So yeah, you almost start him at eight, and then where does he go from there? Right, you know? and that's not how it's going to pan out. No, we all know course. that, right. but that's that's the mathematical way to look at it. Yeah that's tough I mean you know hopefully he can uh, you know I think for him he's got to get good starts and he's got to stay out of trouble and that's going to be the uh, you know the formula for him to do well because he has the ability he has the talent he won a title you know he surprised us all when he beat Wilson for that title he has a great bike he's on you know the team that's won the last four titles in a row so everything's in place it's just he's coming off an injury you know he didn't race Monster Cup because he wasn't ready so clearly that kind of says something as well uh so i don't know that that's really tough to i think for us to go out on a limb and say how he's going to do and we don't really have any data to go off of you know hmm. he hasn't raced in so long and we didn't even get a chance to see him in vegas so who knows i'm just going to completely plead the fifth on that one
2: we each, uh tickle or weimer both guys that are prime for sort of bounce back years the injuries and who who, who finishes better
1: Uh, I'm going to put Tickle ahead right now. With this whole group, this whole group, I mean, confidence is such a huge thing. I mean, one guy gets a – I think I said that with Brayton last year. One guy gets one solid night, and Brayton kept running the – I'm battling with the guys I'm supposed to be battling with, and what he meant was the front runners. He was able to convince himself confidence-wise. It could trip with any one of them, but I feel like Leimler's confidence has not been great lately, Mm -hmm. if anyone hasn't noticed. Uh, So I would put Tickle ahead of uh, those two.
2: I think Tickle, too, just because of his bike and his team and everything, you know? But I do think Weimar's going to bounce back. I really do. But what, I hope so. Now, what is bounce back? I don't know. Top 10, you know, every week. You know, kind of like one of those guys. But uh, I think Tickle's team- I believe Weimer's
1: ceiling and talent and potential and all that is better than Tickle. And I think two years ago, I even had a bet with a guy about Weimar being on a level above Tickle, but... I don't think you're seeing Weimer ceiling these mm-hmm. days. Be nice to, but you're not seeing it.
2: Uh, what about Brett Metcalf? He's coming back, but I think he's just doing the West rounds, right? Or is he is he in all year? Do we know? I think, I think it's just I the think first. He's six. He's doing only first five. six? Yeah. Okay. Well, Me- Me- Metcalf's yeah. a guy that's going to be. I mean, he's a main event guy. He's top, yeah, maybe even top ten, right? I mean,
1: uh, it's going to be tough. I think I think it's going to be really tough for him to, with how deep this field is. He was. Uh, good, but maybe just part of the secondary group mm-hmm. when he was at his prime in Supercross. Now he hasn't raced it for two years, so I think it's going to be very tough for him.
2: Do you have Alessi Sorry. beating him? No. <laughs> You're so down on Alessi, Weech. <laughs> no. Hey, like, remember
1: that year where Dungy was air-shifting his bike at the Monster Cup? Yes. Well, that wasn't that long ago. What was that three years ago?
2: Two, yeah, I think just two years. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, right. two.
1: Okay. If you go back and watch that race on YouTube, Alessi was in the hunt. He was making passes on top dudes that night. Okay. He was legit. It was like, oh, my God, he's passing. He just passed Ryan Dungie, even when Dungie didn't have a problem. Okay. This year he didn't qualify. I just feel like that a major downward swing. It's not the same Mike Alessi. And even the Mike Alessi in his prime at Supercross was only eh.
2: He's not working with Burner, right, obviously, clearly. No. He did win the heat, first heat race of the year last he did. year, though. He won two heat races, didn't he? He was undefeated at one point. I think he won two races. No? Did he not win two heat races? Am I, am I dreaming? He may have. Yeah. I thought he did. Chance ability that uh, Mike is involved in some sort of controversy this year. 100%. <laughs> what, what? I take it back. He's very relevant. <laughs> uh, 100% or are we going 95?
0: I go 100 a hundred haven't been proven wrong yet.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, I'm talking. I'm talking jumping the gate, uh, taking somebody out, um, whatever. If you
0: had always picked a hundred percent, would you be wrong at this point?
2: No, no, you would not. Okay. <laughs> then go with a hundred. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, oh, Pike too. Another guy, Pike. Uh, JT. Uh, what do you think? To five to ten guy. I mean, uh, eight to twelve.
0: Something. Yeah, I think we have seventeen guys in the top ten right now. I know. Now.
2: Right. Right. right?
0: I think he's got to be in there too. He's proven that he's worthy. Mm-hmm. you know last year he was uh I mean he was getting fifth place last year, and all summer he was there, so uh man, you have to put him in there. you know I don't know who we're bumping out. I think guys like Hahn and Alessi and these guys are you know maybe medi, those guys are the ones that I would put Pike ahead of those guys. We
2: have We have 20 guys without Mike Alessi, what we've talked about being. You know, in that group. And that's includes uh uh Hill, Grant, Meddy Tickle, Weimer, Brayton, Short, Hahn, Pike, Baggett, Anderson, Seeley, Wilson, Saps, Tomac, Barsha, Kennard, and Reed, Touchy Roxon. Ninth there's twenty guys. Gee. Yeah.
0: So and so glad I'm retired.
2: Unless he's twenty one, <laughs> and then Gilmore, Schmidt, Top Jimmy, Adam and Ben Lemay, Nick Way, Kyle Chisholm, um and oh and Candyman. Matt Moss. Ma- Matt Lemoyne? Is Matt LeMoyne doing 450s tonight? We've
0: got to put Matt Moss in there, too. No, nah, I think LeMoyne's still 250 East. For yeah, Robert. Okay,
2: all right. Okay. Moss is racing a few
0: like he did
2: last year. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I he was a
0: top 15 guy, yep. so he has to be in there.
2: Right, so it's crazy, man. Um, what about Josh Grant? That's the way I'm going to break it. I don't know where the rookies – I don't know. Here's the big question. Are those
1: rookie guys, are they better than, say, short break and pike? Are they behind them, or are they the same?
2: I think two of them will be better and two of them will be worse.
1: Oh, God. I'll
2: put them all, I put them all uh, in there together.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's close. Stop counting out Mike Andrew Short. Stop. If, if we're going to say the rookies are the same as another group, I think Pike has the potential to maybe be the best of the whole entire
2: no, group. No, no, no chance. No? Short. Short will be the I best. Know I know you always
1: argue that with Short, and I'm not taking that away from you. For sure, at the end of the year when you count points, but I think Pike has – Every bit, a chance to be every bit as good as Short. Absolutely.
2: No, no. I mean, at some point, yeah. this Andrew Short thing has to end at some point, but not in 2015, folks. No. It doesn't no have to end.
1: It doesn't have to end if Pike gets sixth and points and he gets seventh. I mean, it ended.
2: No, but. i tell you what will separate them.
0: Pike will have some bad races.
1: Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, that, you know, when they both finish. No fury.
0: They... What's that?
1: People are going it, it, to be hurt if he has a bad race.
0: <laughs> well, I just he had some really big get-offs last year, and I don't think that will be different. I think he'll have crashes.
2: But then he gets up from these crashes. I think he'll
0: be fine because he's <laughs> some sort of human Gumby type guy. But Short doesn't really have those races, so when you look at the points, that's where you get the big gaps. But when they both finish, I expect them to be like side-by-side going over the finish line a lot of times.
2: When beautiful fly-racing collage it would, it will be spectacular right 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 um josh grant where do we stand on jg on the on, on chad reed's team what do we think
0: gosh i can't even think about that guy
2: <laughs> like, there's way
0: too many guys in this class
2: that's what i'm saying josh hill too when do yeah. these
0: guys point out of the 450 class
2: i don't know it's a lot of guys though what if you're and and you know what if you're nick schmidt and you're like hey i was sort of like the the surprise last year and now i'm not in the main event. Or Nick Way. What about a guy like Nick Way? We haven't touched on him. Nick was actually, I thought he surprised me a little bit last year. Tough start, but then he got better.
1: Uh, you just got to remember there's going to be injuries. You're going to lose, yeah. what, five to ten from these 30 guys we mentioned. You just are.
2: Chisholm, Kyle Chisholm. You know? I mean, he has, has I'm telling you what is a tough time to be a triple. <laughs> it is. It is, no doubt. Um but back to Grant. What do you I mean, more of the same? I, I kind of think. Uh I think
0: he's lost that that flash. I haven't seen it. I really haven't seen it other than um Glenn Helen last year. That's it. I have not seen that Josh Grant crazy ball speed.
2: No, no, that's been a while. You know, I found it. But funny. that was his thing. That's I, what made him
0: valuable. I found that's it what
2: funny last year Josh
0: Grant and we haven't seen that
2: I found it funny last year the JGR guys and Weed you probably heard this too a lot of times they were like Grant's not very good at Supercross Brayton's way better and I'm like really Uh, I said that I
1: think that Grant like uh, the entire Josh Grant reputation is based on what we see outdoors but he has not been good at Supercross for a long time and I've said this the crazy part is, I feel like I said this maybe three years in a row in the podcast, and it's still the same story. <laughs> he had that one time. He got second place with the Jeff Ward Racing Team in New Orleans, what, three years ago? 2012. Beyond that, he has not had a single good moment in Supercross. He's gotten maybe a few quiet six or sevens here and there, a few. But for the most,
0: part
2: he won. He won a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago, yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. But I, yeah. I, I do also agree that he, he has really not been impressive in supercross
1: yeah, I think his supercross ship has sailed I just don't expect much from him and I think I said it three years in a row I mean go ahead and prove me wrong but there hasn't been a good moment for him in supercross in years and I think he's gotten beat up and hurt so much in it that I think he's a little gun shy outdoors will be a different story but it's just not his deal anymore supercross I don't think too many injuries
2: top Jimmy another guy I didn't really mention he had a rough year last year but by racing is Jimmy Albertson right um uh, JT Tickler Weimer, who does better?
0: Huh. Uh, can I put them the same? No. Are we talking best result or points? Points. Points. I'm gonna go tickle.
2: Okay, I think we all do. Um, who's going to be the biggest name? Now, this is I know this is strictly impossible. Straight bench racing here. Who's going to be the biggest name to miss a man event this year? Any one of you two can speak up at any time.
0: I'm thinking. Uh, I don't think we're going to see yeah, much of it. that.
2: We just named all the dudes.
0: Yeah, but I think injuries and then I think the semis. I think the semis really yeah. cut down on that.
2: They do help. Yeah, you, you have, If you're talented, you have three chances.
0: Yeah, exactly. It yeah, yeah. really, really lowers the percentage chance. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a contender. I see maybe a guy like Will Hahn, but I don't see a, well, a big, Well, I just, big I just mean big
2: name. I, Bill Hahn's a big name. He's a factory writer. Yeah,
0: okay, I, but I'm saying, I'm I'm looking for a shocking answer here, and I, I don't see it. Weege, JT is waffling again. No, I give you Will Hahn.
1: Um, I, I, If you want a guy that's got like a factory-affiliated team, I'll just continue my previous rant. I, I think Grant is a candidate to have some, crash and then just struggle to the night and just can't get it
2: together. I think, Pike's, fair. I think Pike straight up misses a main. No, you're wrong. Not a good starter, you know?
0: He will bowling ball his way to the front.
2: <laughs> the, the, it is the best – one of the best times in Supercross, folks, if you are listening to this and you're watching a Supercross, one of the best times is watching a big-name rider realize that he's not going to make the main and then proceed to go balls out. And basically – ride like their balls are on fire to get to the front.
0: <laughs> Nothing yeah. was as dramatic as Ryan Dungy last couple laps at Phoenix in 13.
2: Was that? Yeah. Well, no, wait, wasn't that when he got second in the LCQ behind Jimmy? Yes. But oh. in the LCQ, he wasn't going to get in. If
0: Phil didn't screw up, he was not going to get in.
2: I don't remember. Phil Phil screwed up?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dungy was just too far back. Right. He was just, not, right, he right. Was just too far back. Yeah. And Phil made a big mistake, and Dungy snuck in, and then he won the main event.
2: Yeah, that's right, he did. Um, I remember watching uh, Poto. He had to go to the LCQ in Anaheim, and he didn't get a good start. And you're like, oh, oh, and <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, it was like a, everything I got. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get to the yep. front. So kind of funny. Good times to watch those guys. I remember was, the great uh, Tim Perry on a factory
0: calendar.
2: Missed one week. One week. Yeah, he missed San Fran. Yep, he missed San Fran. Yep. Yeah,
0: at India in 2010, Veloso almost almost didn't make yeah. it, and then I waved him by.
2: No, oh, you did. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, the funny thing is, all these battles we're talking about, Weeds JT was in them. Also, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we are talking about it. Hey, you didn't wave Dunge by when you ruined the sport at Hangtown. Oh uh, yeah,
2: ago. yeah, good job on that, jerk. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes, yep. sometimes you got to put yourself into the into the headlines.
2: Um. Okay, so. Uh, Cody Gilmore, we talked about this a little bit on the site, but Cody Gilmore and Nick Schmidt, the Adam Entenap, uh, Candyman, it's all straight privateers. Do one of them, which one of them emerges out of that group?
1: I feel like... I think it, Schmidt's got the, 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 the highest feeling in that group, but I like Gilmore, man. I'm impressed at how far he's come.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Oh, wow. He was like
1: a rain across dude, and then we all know... Actually, he's probably most well known as the guy who had cancer at one point and came all the way back. Right, but he wasn't. It wasn't like he was a Jake Weimer level left and got sick and then came back. Like, yeah, Yeah. he has really come a long way in his career.
2: Ben LeMay's having some success too uh, in Germany a little bit. I saw. Um, He's a guy, and he wears X Brown goggles, so you know I I tend to watch him a little more sometimes. He's a guy that uh, he's in shape, like he takes it serious. You know what I mean? So, uh... Um, I'll take
0: LeMay, yeah. I, I like you know,
2: that. I don't know. What? Am I, am, I, am I not, uh... Am I missing out on something with Ben LeMay?
0: No, no. I, okay. He, um... I think he, he needs to work on his starts, which he's been talking that he has.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... But yeah, I think he, you know, he had a really good summer, so I think he's got some momentum going from that, so... Uh... Um, all right. Yeah, I, I... You know, with all those guys, I, it's really... You know, there's so much luck that comes down to it, which semi you end up in, you know, if it's stacked or not. You know, stuff like that, which you have no control over, can determine your whole weekend.
2: If you're wearing fly gear or not, things like that?
0: Well, that's, yeah, you can, you can actually determine that.
2: Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, Good point. Um, All right. So, JT, you picked Dunge. Weed, you and I think it's going to rain Roxanne by a slight margin.
1: Uh I don't know if it's going to rain, Roxxon, but I believe Roxxon will
2: rain. Good one, good one. Um, (laughs) It's going to be great. Hey, honestly though, for reals, we just talked about all these guys. I'm pretty excited for this season kicking off this Saturday. I, I I really don't.
0: I'm I'm ecstatic. I can't. I literally this morning on the way to work, which for all you racers out there, race harder because you never want to have to say that I'm on my way into work. Yeah. But
2: well, I don't think I was literally
0: like, man, I'm fired up. Like I I cannot uh, wait for this weekend just because. You know we've been away, but the season, yeah. man, the guys that are coming in—I uh, haven't been this excited in a long time.
2: I don't think J Law has to go to work, or Stroop. I think they're fine. Uh, I think
0: I think you're confusing J Law with not having to go to work with <laughs> not being able to go to work. <laughs>
2: right. um, no, it's going to be good. And uh, uh, like we honestly, if any one of those seven guys that we talked about wins this weekend, I'll be like, oh what right, okay, here we go. You know, um, which is I don't know when the last time we've been able to say that. So, you know, usually it was James Stewart, Chad Reed, Ryan Villapoto, James Stewart, Ryan Dungey, Tim Ferry, those type of guys. But we never really ever talked about seven guys that could do it. So,
0: I'm going to put this out there just for David Villman that this is uh, the most stacked field we've ever had and will be the best season ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, 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 hey, who would have ever thought in 2013, Damian Millsaps and Trey Canard would go down in the last lap, right? Both of them. You no. Were, you were just That's... losing it. So maybe something like that happens this weekend. Maybe a Jason Anderson and a Davy Millsaps battle it out again or something. Could totally happen. You know? So, crazy. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. The BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. This has been a 450 Supercross preview. I'd love to give you a 250 preview, but uh, the teams are not allowing us to do that. So, and with that, we shall go. Thanks, guys. See you. See ya. See ya.
0: This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of
1: our past shows, including motocross legends, such as... The bad boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbick is because he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were
0: friends and we've never talked since
1: brian lunis before the 500 event dave and i fly to germany go down to stuttgart there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory we get our cylinders take them back and you know off we go and you know we ran nicotine cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing and, and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone